am the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located on 1060 Worcester Street, Indian Orchard, in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information about our ministry, please log on to our website at www.resurrectionspringfield.org, or you can check us out uh, in all social media platforms at TRC413. Tonight, we're going to be teaching on a message that God placed in my heart entitled, Don't Forget Who You Are. Don't forget who you are. Are you hearing me? Let's go to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20 through 25. And I'm going to have the men's minister, Dave Ewan, read from the New King James Version. Verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the fire. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to our God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. You will be seated in the presence of the Lord. Understand what the Spirit of the Lord is telling us tonight. This is what God's saying to each and every one of us today through the Spirit. Hate what God hates and love what God loves. It's simple. You want to be successful in the kingdom of God, you must love what He loves and hate what He hates. Okay? Yesterday, we were called to an emergency meeting here at the city of Springfield. Uh, the mayor... Uh, and alongside with other city officials, the mayor and the police commissioner here at the city of Springfield called all ministers. Some of them were text, some of them were email, but we all got the memo. We attended to this prayer visual. And one of the things that I noticed is that there was a lot of people there protesting based on the current situation that has taken the United States by storm in the case of the... the, the, the uh, the situation that happened in the uh, city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, George Floyd, who lost his life tragically in the hands of a police officer. So there was a peace, there was a peaceful protest going on in the midst of all this. So ministers went up and gave their perspective view on the situation. Well, it's, we respect everyone's personal view. But at the end of the day, everything has to line up with the Word of God. Okay? And one of the things that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that this issue that we're currently facing right now is not a race issue. Hear me clearly. It is not a culture issue. It is not a human issue. It's a spiritual issue. I'm going to make sense out of that. I'm Puerto Rican. And in my own race, they're prejudiced amongst themselves. I have experienced that. Being prejudiced is being ignorant. And being ignorant is being a fool. Because what you don't know, you criticize. Without knowing what it is. And to stress my point on why is this a spiritual issue is because the Apostle Paul in the letter to the Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh. We do not wrestle against blood. But against principalities, against powers, 
of darkness, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So the issue here is spiritual. Wherever there is darkness, evil lies there. And wherever evil lies, there's confusion, there's turmoil, and everything that the devil has in store for that neighborhood, that city, that town, that region. But we as children of God cannot opinionate in issues of this matter. Why? Because we're light. We're supposed to be peacemakers. We're supposed to be bringing the word of God. But how can we bring the word of God if the word of God doesn't reside in us to begin with? And the reason why the word of God doesn't reside in some of us is because we don't know who God is because we have no clue where we want to go. So instead of giving God's word, we give opinions. Let me tell you something. In all reality, your opinion doesn't matter. It's facts over feelings. And this issue has been going on. The first murderer was Cain. And he hated his brother Abel. And he killed his brother Abel. Because he was jealous of his brother. And ever since Cain killed Abel, the Bible says in the book of Genesis that the earth opened up its mouth. And the Lord heard the cry of Abel through his blood. Are you hearing me? We have to be careful. And how we present ourselves. And what we participate. There's nothing wrong with protesting. But there is something wrong with vandalism. And robbery. That's not of God. And you have no reason. And what doesn't make absolutely any sense is for people to tear down their own city. And not even consider that at the end of the day, you are going to be responsible for bringing it back. I was angry when I saw the video. But the Bible tells, be angry, but sin not. That's what the Bible says. Be angry, but sin not. So I could be angry, but it doesn't give me the right to take out my anger by acting reckless. And being disrespectful. Are you hearing me? Don't forget who you are. Jude said in chapter 1 verse 20. But you beloved. Build yourself up. On your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. If there's anything that the United States of America needs right now, if there's anything that the world needs right now, it needs prayer. We need the intervention of the Holy Spirit to help us in these times that we're in. We don't need opinions. It is opinions that got us to this state of mind. I believe God is faithful. And just to come through in the middle of injustice. I believe that. And many of us are forgetting that. Verse 21 of the book of Jude chapter 1. It says, keep yourself in love of God. Looking for mercy of the Lord. And, and in Jesus Christ upon eternal life. That's clear as day. Right now, we need to seek God more than ever. The reason why some of us got caught up in everything that's going on is because we lost sight of God in the midst of everything. All of these things that are happening right now, simultaneous, one after another, it's pointing to a time of prophecy which we're living in. The Bible says 
in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus made it very clear when he said to his disciples that the time will come. Okay? That the time will come. When nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. You thought Jesus was lying? No. He said that 2,000 years ago, and it literally feels today in 2020 like he said that yesterday. That's how relevant that is. That's how relevant that is. That you look at it and you be like, whoa, I'm actually living what Jesus said. Because in the time clock of God, one day it's like a thousand, and a thousand is like one day. Are you hearing me? Uh, uh, I had a conversation with a gentleman who was explaining to me his age in God's time frame. He says, Pastor Jose, I'm 90 years old. If I go based on God's clock, I actually been existing here on this earth for five hours. I don't know where he came up with that number, but he said in God's clock, he's only been existing for five hours. Now I can vouch to that because when you go to the cemetery and you look at the tombstones, you look at the birthday and the death day. And in between, in between that, there's a small little dash. That's a timeline frame. Look how small that is. That defines that person's life. That dash. Not the day they were born and not the day that they died. That dash. Whatever you did in between your life defines who you are and where you're going. And that's how short life is. You're here today, gone today. And we ignore that. We ignore it because we get caught up in the midst of the storm. One of the attributes of the eagle is that when he's flying and there's a storm coming, he flies higher so he doesn't get caught up in the cloud or in the storm where he loses sight and loses his own life. And in reality, here is an animal with an instinct that God gave him and God created us to be to have dominion and to dominate and we don't have absolutely no common sense because we lost sense and we got caught up with life are you hearing me this is not a race issue and I will take that to the grave. This is not a culture issue. I will take that to the grave. This is not a human issue. This is a spiritual issue. I get along with all kinds of people. I wasn't brought up that way. I was brought up, you stick to your own. Am I the only one in this house that was taught that by their parents? You stick to your kind. Little did my mom know that I will be pastoring a multicultural church. Now, I'm not saying that my mom was prejudiced. I'm just saying that she was ignorant at that time. But God set her free. Because I like my rice and beans. And I also like Chinese. And I like pizza. And I like jerk chicken. And I like tacos. And I like Greek yogurt. I don't know if it's from Greek. I just, it says Greek goat. Sale bueno. Hello. Cuando hay hambre. God is going to give him a round of applause. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, and I read again. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principality, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The Apostle Paul was telling the church of Ephesians that your greatest demand is to learn how to discern. Because if you don't know how to discern, you're going to miss it. And if you miss it, it's going to cost you. The more that we seek the things of God, the more, the more we become wise, the more we receive understanding, the more we have knowledge, and the more effective we can be. And God spoke in this church two years ago 
about times like these. And if you were here, you remember that. God spoke that. God used me to bring that word. And God spoke about a recession coming. If the recession would have never came, God was a liar. Or you can say, pastor was lying. Because there's people that use the name of God to manipulate situations. But if you know how to discern, the Bible says that you will know them by their fruits. Test every spirit. The reason why we don't test every spirit is because we don't know how to test spirits. Because we're confused in our own mess. But my grandma used to say it best. Tell me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you is. Why do we keep falling for false teachers? Because we don't study scripture. The Bible says, study my word. Pray. That's a demand and a command from God to each and every one of us. It is not my responsibility to read the Bible for you. The reason why you take my word for it, because you see the fruits in me, but don't take my word for it. What I'm saying tonight is go and find out for yourself. And if you don't know how to read the Bible, there's a helper that God sent that his name is the Holy Spirit and he will lead you to all truth. Am I right or wrong? So what God wants to reveal to you is right there in front of you, but you have to give him time. If you don't give God time, it's like being in a relationship And you're making a lot of withdrawals, but no deposits. You can't demand what you ain't giving. I can't demand from you if I'm not giving to you. That's how it works in any relationship. If a relationship is going to be fruitful and it's going to last for many years, it's going to require for you to give a part of you into that. If you don't give a part of you, God is not going to be, God's not going to be able to deposit in you what he wants to because you have no desire for it. The only way that God can deposit in you is when you put, place a demand on him. And how do you place a demand on God? When you seek him in spirit and truth. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. That's what the Bible says. Don't take my word for it. Today, the church of God is lacking discernment. Okay? When you lack discernment, you will not be able to understand the spiritual things, the social things, the personal things, and the political things. Because right now as I'm speaking, a lot of people in politics are taking advantage of this sad situation To push their political agenda because voting season is in November. But where were you before this crime happened? Let's be honest. We as voters, we as taxpayers have the right to demand answers from our authorities. We have the right to knock in the mayor's office and demand. But we're scared because we don't know who we are. As a taxpayer, as a citizen, you have rights. You have rights. But we turn our rights into riots. That's of God? You think God is glorified right now with what's going on in these cities? It's sad and it hurts because we all know that nothing good is going to come out of this. There's a family right now that lost someone that needs prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They need prayers. Just like you need prayers. Look at your neighbor and said, don't forget who you are. Don't forget who you are. When we operate under the supernatural spirit of God, we have access to spiritual resources. We have access to spiritual resources. 
Can you explain to me why are we still struggling in areas in our life that we should have been delivered from years ago? In other words, I'm not the same pastor that I was eight years ago. I don't preach the same. I don't talk the same. There's been improvement through the years. Who's been with me from the longest? From day one, right? I'm not the same. I went from worse to better. I didn't go from better to worse. Because if I had done that, y'all wouldn't be following me. Y'all would be like, that dude is crazy. And God forgive me for saying that, but I'm out. But no, you have seen what? A consistency in me. Yeah, I made some mistakes here and there. But you still see consistency. I'm still standing. That should give you enough evidence to know that I'm drawing that from somewhere. Now, if I'm drawing it from the devil, this wouldn't last. Because the devil doesn't fight against his own kingdom. That's what Jesus said. Are, Are you hearing what I'm saying? So as a man of God, I have the right to question your level of discernment. Because if we're pouring into you, if we're investing in you, why is it that you're still missing? You're still not catching that. You're still not growing. There there has to come a point in your life when you have to say to yourself, like I said on Sunday, don't be like the man that looks himself in the mirror and forgets what he sees when he walks away. No, you got to look into the mirror and say, I see what I'm supposed to be fixing and I'm going to start working on that because I don't want to see that again when I go back to the mirror. I want to be that perfect person that God had created me to be. And when we hear the word perfect, it makes us cringe because we automatically think and believe that that's not even possible. But the word perfect means to dominate. Don't tell me that at this point in life, you don't know how to dominate something. Some of you have anger issues. Grow up for crying out loud. Jesus went to the cross And there was no sin found in him. What kind of injustice is that? He didn't even do anything wrong. And they crucified him. They spat on him. They made fun of him. I bet you if they even had social media then, they would have trolled him. They would have made memes about him. But he never gave in because he was in the will of the Father. When you're in the will of the Father... When you're actually walking in the purpose that God has placed you in, everything around you starts to make sense, even when it doesn't make sense to others. But when you're outside of the will of God, you're vulnerable. And when you're vulnerable, you become weak. And when you become weak, you start to question the same God that called you. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in your place. Stay in your place. That's what Jude was saying to the people. Stay in your place. If God wanted me to preach in Russia, he would have taken me to Russia. No, God brought me here to Springfield, Massachusetts, out of all cities. So I got to make the most out of it. Because how can God take me to Russia if I can't even handle what I'm giving here? You see, we try to negotiate with God. God, if you give me a little bit of more, I'll pray five minutes more. God, if you give me that job or that promotion, I promise you, I'm not only going to tie, I'm going to tie on top of ties. And God said, man, please, you don't even know what you're saying. I learned to accept the will of God. When I began to embrace the will of God for me, I began to understand that everything that he said before me, was happening for a reason. And the reason behind that reason was to get me to understand who he is in the midst of it all. So when I couldn't understand situations and I couldn't find any logical understanding, I surrendered to him. And I noticed that the more I surrendered to him, the easier everything else. Everything else just fell into place. Everything else. But the problem is that We begin to question God through the process. That's the worst mistake that you could possibly make. 
that's the worst mistake you can make as a believer. To question God in the midst of your process. You want progress in life? You want progress in life? You got to learn how to embrace process. Process produces progress. And progress gives us success. If you, can, if you don't want to embrace process, then don't expect progress. And definitely do not expect success. Because it's not going to happen. We got to learn how to embrace everything that God has given it, us for what it is. Because in the midst of it, in the midst of you embracing that, God is making a way for you where there was no way. Too much is given, much is required. Too much is given, much is required. So right now, in the place that you're currently in, God is asking you right now with everything that's going on, right now, he's saying to you and I, reconsider your ways. Because this is going to get worse. So if you have a road rage attitude, start working on that. Because pretty soon, they're going to start knocking down light poles in the middle of the road to start protesting. Because there's going to be another uh, a riot across America. This is not the first one. The Lord revealed to me there's more to come. There's more to come. There's more to come. And if you get caught up in that and you lose your life prematurely, it's because you brought it upon yourself. Because God is telling you that in the end times that we are going to be facing, the hearts of many are going to grow cold. You know what that means? That you're going to get attitudes. Even from the milk boy. If they still do milk runs. They, they don't do that anymore. But if they did, he'll be spilling your milk and then he'll have an attitude about it. You need to pay me. But you spill my milk, you broke. No, I don't care. I don't care. I'm living it up. You understand? These, these are crucial times that we're currently living in. That's why it's important that we come back to church. It is important that we can reconsider what we're being taught, that we put it into practice, that we say, you know what, Lord, I don't understand everything the pastor is saying, but I know it's beneficial for me. Please, please let me fall into your will. Allow your Holy Spirit to lead me. Let me start getting in my own way. Let you be God. And that's what the apostle Paul was telling the church in Ephesus. In Ephesus. He was telling them, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. The problem with today's generation is that we don't want to be held accountable. We want to play the blame game. Everyone is blaming this thing on racism. But in reality... It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. It is easy to blame the other color race. It is easy for you to blame your neighbor. It is easy, but in reality, when you know what's operating, like you have, I know some of you have experienced that. You have gone places that don't feel right. And even though you can't point what it is, you know there's something there that is crashing with your spirit. And even though you can't point it out physically, you say to yourself, I got to get up out of here. How many times you have found yourself in a place, you listen to your spirit, you got up out of there, and then next thing you know, you turn on the six o'clock news, and the first thing that comes out of your mouth, sweet Jesus, I was just right there. Am I the only one? I have turned on the news and said, I was at that Walmart. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to, I, I really don't want to reveal the places that I go to because in case of haters listening to me online, they're going to try to mug me at the store. Like, you're that good looking pastor. Well, you ain't going to be good looking now. We're going to beat you. No, I'm just joking. The spirit of the Lord will make a way where he will take me out, right? Okay, so first and foremost, we have spiritual resources at our reach. 
Every time you find yourself in a situation that is out of your hands, is out of your control, reach where? To heaven. And God will give you what you need. Stop avoiding issues and start confronting issues. If there are things inside of you that are still irking you, if, 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 if you have this tendency of getting mad over nothing, if you don't address that, one day that can send you to a place that you don't want to be, whether it's physically or spiritually. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So right now, if you have an issue with, with, with driving, you, you, your foot is loose on the pedal. Or everybody's wrong and you're right. You ever, you, you're driving with people and you're doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hear. I can't hear. You know how to drive. Then, then you drive. And then they doing it. And you say something. Oh, you know, you're always looking for something to point out. But it's okay for you to point it out. But as soon as I point it out, you have an issue. My question is, who's at the steering wheel? Because it's easy for you to point out things when you're not the driver. But it's easy for you to forget when they point them out to you. It is easy to play the blame game and blame everyone for everything that's going on. In all reality, this is a spiritual thing. And it needs to be addressed. Number two. What the Apostle Paul wanted to say, or said, better said, he said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that you have Christ's authority over evil. So the first one is spiritual resources at your reach, and the second one is Christ's authority over evil. Why is the devil having a feast at your expense? Why is the devil having a party in your house, is my question. Why is the devil wrapping you up in his webs? What door have you opened? Or better yet, what spirit have you been entertaining? Because I believe in the power of influence. And sometimes, when we're not watchful... We could be influenced by others that don't have our best interests. And before you know it, you're falling into a ditch. And you can't blame nobody but yourself. That's why the Bible says very clearly, watch your ear gate, your eye gate, your mouth gate. The devil doesn't know what's going on inside of you until you confess it. Now, let's say you were going through a test and you've been walking for a while and you've been working on some things and all of a sudden something happens out of nowhere and you start freaking the freak out and you begin to say things that you shouldn't be saying. You can't blame the devil for that. You need to blame yourself because the Bible says that we are to take control over our bodies. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are under new management. Now, when a new manager comes into the place, we don't like it. Why? Because we know changes are coming, and we don't like change. But did you know that change is for the better? If you had it all together, then why you inquire of God to begin with in the first place? You came to God because you knew at one point in your life that if you didn't, you were going to lose it all. Because evil doesn't discriminate. Evil goes from the top of the top to the bottom of the bottom. That's how evil works. Evil doesn't discriminate because I know a lot of people that got it made but are so evil. I don't know if you have... I have met people like that, but I have met some shysty individuals, some dark, 
evil people. That you'll be like, wow. Wow. That's the only word that, that, that can describe the feeling. Wow. And I have met some people that don't have nothing but are so evil. That you say, man, I wish they never get nothing. Because if they do, you could only imagine how evil they could become. Amen? So, the reason why God placed this in my heart today, because it's my responsibility as a shepherd to lead his people. You belong to him, not to, not to me. And as a pastor, it is my responsibility to make sure that you understand the times that we're, wor- that we're in and what we're working with. My job is not to do your job. Your job is to go home and put these things into play. Now, I know it's hard and difficult, but it's possible. Okay? It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And your experience will help you gain more in life versus you not gaining anything. You see, it's one thing if somebody tells you a story, right? It's one thing if you read a story, right? It's one thing if you see something. It's another when you experience it. You can say, you don't have to tell me. I don't have to read it. I lived it. I lived it. Your trials in life are your resumes. And your resume speaks of your reputation. And your reputation will be what everyone will talk about. No one cares how many, uh, uh, how many uh, certificates you have on your wall, accomplishments, accolades. No one cares about that because all of that could be gone in the moment of an act. I mean, we've seen celebrities who have a wall mount of Grammys, platinum records, and today are in jail because they couldn't control what? The inner man. And everything that they accomplish goes to nothing. Why? Because now they have that dark stain, that dark cloud over them. And every time you, you, they mention their name, what they think about. They don't think about that song. They don't think about that movie. They don't think about that book. They don't think about that cookout. They don't think about the times of, of generosity. They think about the wrong, the wrong thing you did. So if you have yet to find yourself in that predicament, let me tell you something. Value what God is telling you because the enemy, according to scripture, is looking for who to devour and destroy. The Bible says, be careful of he or she that might think that they're complete and whole. Because the devil's doing this right now. Oh, I see, I, I, oh, I see her. Church been closed for two months. And, and, and she doing things or he doing things that he ain't supposed to. You see, the, the enemy's subtle. And before you know it, you caught up. But before all of that, how many times God warned you? God warns us all the time. That inner voice of the Holy Spirit is saying, don't do that. Stop. Stop. You need, you need to stop. You, you need to leave, leave it alone. And you continue to feed on to that. And feed on to that. Before you know it, guess what? You're trapped. You shouldn't have been in that predicament in the first place. Every morning, dress yourself with the righteousness of God. Say, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Meaning that this day I'm going to do the will of God and I'm going to maximize the day and I'm going to get the best out of the day. The day is not going to get the best out of me. I'm going to get the best out of the day. So even when it rains, you don't have a fit. I met people, and I know people that know people that know people, that when it rains, it's a freaking messed up day. Let me tell you something. When it rains, whoo, I cracked that window. 
that breeze. I take my co- my coffee and I, whoo, man. I go down there by the Puerto Rican bakery and I get myself one of them breads. You know, it's so hot you can't even hold the bag. That's when you know the butter. The butter is just going to be liquefied the moment. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, every time I, I, I do that, I think of manna. You know, when Jesus, when God was sending manna from air to the Israelites, they were in the desert. And it was just falling from the sky, you know. That's how I think about when I go to a bakery. I'm like, ay, chacho, se van so out. That that water bread makes you speak in tongues. Am I right or wrong? Amen. God is good. But on a serious note, you know, we are living in some uncertain times that we have to step it up. We have to exercise what God has deposited in us. It is a time right now in our lives that we should reconsider the way we're going. For example, if many of you are falling asleep when you're praying, you can't do that. This is not time to sleep. This is not time to slumber. So if, if, you're, if you're falling asleep when you're praying, it's time that you reconsider that because once you compromise one thing, it's easy to compromise the other. Am I the only one? I, I remember I built this pattern. At one point in my life, I used to go to bed and I used to trick myself believing that I was going to pray while I was laying down. Three seconds into the prayer. You know, when when you fall into that deep sleep that you hear yourself snoring and I will get up right with a bunch of baba. Saliva and I'll go, oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. Like I was saying, I rebuke this, I rebuke that, I love this, thank you Jesus, amen, hallelujah. I stopped that nonsense, I said, Jose, no, get up, get up, and I will start walking back and forth, pacing, no, you are a child of God. You are a man of God. You are to behave like a man of God. You are to pray to the Father. And I begin. And the moment I began to pray and and, and call our God, all of a sudden he started bringing images and pictures of things to pray for. That I wasn't aware were going on. Us as Christians, we shouldn't even be engaging in arguments. Because the Bible says, cast all things before me. So before I enter into a conversation with a hot-heated person, I look for God's wisdom. And God's wisdom will help me. And not only that, God will give me favor. So when I'm having a conversation with that hot-headed person, instead of it turning into a full-blown argument fight, it works out for its own good. There are things that we are engaging ourselves in that we shouldn't be. Like... Today's generation, our children. God bless everyone that's having children during this time. Because the Bible says that those that will have children in these end times will come to regret. Look at the generation of today. These kids have more rights than the parents. And we enable that behavior. The kids, I'm going to eat in my room. No, you ain't. You're going to eat in the table. Because when we enable that behavior, what we're saying to our kids that it's okay to be antisocial. It was in the table that Jesus said with his disciples. It was in the table where families were established. Well, one of the things that I love about this, this quarantine time that we're in, that people are being forced to stay home. And, and proof to that is that I couldn't even find a propane for the life of me. All the propanes is gone. All the charcoal is gone. People are actually spending time at home when all along they've been running away from home. 
And God is cleaning them off, just like the EC off. I can't find one. If anyone in this church finds a can of EC off oven cleaner, can you please buy it for me? I will give you the money because I cannot find a can of easy off. Are you hearing me? That oven is working. My wife is working in the kitchen. I got her working overtime. So if you see me a, a little heavy in some sections, you know that I'm eating good. All right? In closing thought, we laugh. We cry. We're going through a lot of different emotions during this season. But are we looking at the picture? Don't just look out one piece of the picture. Look at the whole picture. We just count down the new year. And everything has come to nothing in 10 weeks. The whole world has been shut down. Now you might say, yeah, pastor, but things are reopening, stuff like that. No, what I'm talking about is the aftermath of all this. 40 million people are unemployed as I speak. Half of those people are going to be rehired. That means the muggings, the loitering, the stealing is going to go up. Why? Because when people don't have what they used to have, their mind begins to work against them. And they begin to do things they, they never thought. Oh, you don't believe me? Okay. Statistics said... That during the time of quarantine, alcohol went up. Alcohol sales went up. That's essential. That's very essential. A bunch of broke, tipsy people listening to Nipsey. By getting tipsy. Pornhub override Netflix, ESPN. And other popular social media platforms. Pornhub override all of them combined. Could you imagine the images that people expose themselves to. That are not easy to erase. Of people participating. In sexual immorality behaviors. Because sex is for marriage. And sex is sacred. And it's sacred to God to begin with. We have perverted that. And we think it's a free-for-all, like it's an open buffet. You know, I could have whatever I want whenever I want. No, you want, you're not only going to catch corona, you're going to catch a disease. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And we can't be ignorant to that. We have to say to ourselves, no, I respect myself more than that to put myself in that predicament. I respect my body. I have a husband, I have a wife, I'm going to honor that. Because if I honor that, God is going to back that up. But when I put myself in that kind of predicament, and I blame the devil, I blame temptation, no, the Bible says clearly, it says resist the devil and he will flee. That's what the Bible says. What do we do? We entertain the devil. And we play with sin to experience, not knowing that the wages of sin are death. And one of the worst things that you're going to see in end times is people spiritually dead. Walking zombies. You can't even talk life into them because they're so dead. They're so far gone. Have you ever talked to someone like that? You're showing them. Mira, 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 mira. Right here. What are you talking about? I don't know if you met people like that, but I run into people like that all the time. You could talk to them until you're blue in the face and they're so far gone that common sense, it's not even common. I see it all the time. I, I see parents saying, oh, you know, I raised my daughter to be better than that. I raised my son to be better than that. And all of a sudden I left them in the room with Pookie. Next thing you know, magically... She came out pregnant. I wonder how that happened. Pastor, pray for me. 
No, I need to pray for me so that I can keep my sanity before I go postal on you because you are the reason why Pookie and Tuki hooked up in the first place. In your house, under your roof, under your authority, under your power, but you ignore and enable that behavior and now you're looking for help. No, the judgment of God begins with the house first. So before I preach to any of y'all, I need to preach to myself. And if I'm not holding up to standard, I'm not qualified to lead you. Are you hearing me? Because a lot of pastors preach this and then they justify their house. No, in my house, we don't listen to Nipset. We don't listen to Gaiety Gaga. We don't watch horror films. Okay? We don't do none of that. Okay? Send your kids over. And I guarantee you, they will come back to you and say, Mom! Dad! Pastor Jose showed me how to use a broom! How to use a mop! How to pick up after myself! I never knew that. Mom, Dad, Pastor Jose and Pastor Melly worked me. And then after they were done, they asked me if I wanted ice cream. And they only offered me two flavors. And I said I didn't like either. And they said, oh well. Red or blue, that's it. There ain't no chocolate, no vanilla, red or blue. If you don't want it, I'll take it, that's fine. We laugh, but that's a reality. That's a reality. We bought a, 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 a box of ice cream the other day. 16 cones in there, all different flavors. And I had a pep talk with my daughter. I said, that better last longer than 16 days. They still there in the fridge? Now, I'm not saying that she's like that. What I'm saying is I reiterate and reinforce what I'm preaching. Because at the end of the day, if we don't teach our children the way to go in the future... You're going to regret that because they're going to become your disgrace. That's why my mom used to say, not Jose, not my son. Uh Uh-uh. He did what? And matter of fact, if you get him before I get him, make sure you leave something of him so that I can have the other half. That's what my mom used to say. I used to get a whooping before I got home. Stand to your feet. Lift up your heads right there where you're at. I feel that we're in a time right now that we need God more than ever. If any of you would like to participate in communion with me, you're more than welcome. If you don't want to, that's fine. We don't force anyone. But I I, I was led by the Spirit today to have communion with you.